Man, that one was on there good. I couldn't get it off. Welcome to another episode of Are You Ready for Another? The ongoing conversation about life, beer, and what lies ahead. So, Kevin, what are you drinking tonight? So, tonight I have a platform beer company, and it's called Rosalini uh, Beer. So, it's kind of interesting because it's like a peach rose apple ale. So... What about you? I have a Jackie O's Black Maple Bourbon Barrel. It's an Imperial Porter, but here's where all the fun stuff kicks in. It's uh, brewed with maple syrup. It's aged okay. in bourbon barrels with coffee beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so a lot of stuff going it, on. It's, there. it's 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 pretty intense flavor. Wow, was that a wow for your beer? it's yeah it's it's very interesting (laughs) (laughs) interesting good i don't know yet but that was my first words out of my mouth after i took my first drink Uh uh-huh this black maple is it's pretty good it's uh you can really taste the maple syrup in it um and and not like oh they just made a beer and then poured (laughs) table maple syrup into it and you can taste uh-huh. the maple syrup. but it does change the the flavor um quite a bit it's pretty good okay. i like it um i'd say it's definitely one of my uh you know when i want to spoil myself and get a expensive snifter of something yeah uh, I'll, yeah i'll get one of these how um how strong is the coffee flavor in it Can um you taste that at all not too much the the bourbon barrelness or the, the bourbon barrel aging of it definitely changes like i i think it masks it a lot and i think that's why mm-hmm. they even say you know with coffee beans is at the very end you know right. it's like right <laughs> and they have a normal version uh that's just black maple uh with um maple syrup and bourbon barrel but this one is specifically with coffee so it's just a slight uh, variation of what they know oh, okay do. yeah <laughs> so i've i've created like a new well, I mean, it's new to me, concoction. So we've been buying um, non from the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what I've been doing is I've been taking, you know, toasting them in the the toaster, melting um, cheese on them, and then, like, putting, like, uh, just, like, deli meat turkey, like, inside of them and mm-hmm. kind of making, like, a turkey wrap, so to speak, thing. Um, but anyways, it's just like, just delicious. Like I've been eating those a lot lately. You've, you've always, um, eaten at home more than you've eaten out, haven't you? Um, like for lunch and everything, like you, you like, or how do you, how do you go about that? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I, I would say that it's, we're probably more dinner eat out people than mm-hmm. lunch eat out people. Um, and like when when I'm at work, I always pack my lunch. Like I never I never eat out at all. Um, but it's funny because <laughs> usually if you look at restaurants, you know their dinner menus are more expensive than their their lunch mm-hmm. menus. So it's like, <laughs> of course, we have to eat out at the the most yeah. expensive times during the restaurant. Well, probably but, what um, would happen is if you started, you were like, I'm going to start eating at lunch because it's cheaper. You would probably just add lunch to your 
eating out. So you'd still yeah. eat out at lunch and eat out at dinner, you know? Right. And right. It, it's kind of nice to go out at night just because, you know, you've been at work, your wife's been at work, you mm-hmm. come home and you're like, you don't really want the next thing to be, oh, okay, let's turn around and, um, you know, have to make something at home. Yeah. You know, let's yeah. just have somebody make, make it for us and stuff. Right. And a lot of, and a lot of times, like if we work late, um, cause we, we work pretty close to, to one another, like maybe a 10 minute drive from apart from one another. So <laughs> a lot of times we'll just be like, Hey, do you want to meet up in, in Grandview and, and get some dinner? Because it's so much easier than going home and messing yeah. with all of that junk. What do you think your favorite restaurant is? around you uh let's yeah let's curve that we'll say what do you think your favorite restaurant is around you and what do you think your favorite restaurant of all time is like if you (laughs) you know you could fly there yeah um favorite restaurant around me i would i would probably have to say well it's it's funny because i (laughs) i actually i looked at this um when i was kind of doing like a year in review of of my wife and I's finances um I I wanted to see what was the the most the restaurant that we repeated the most times yeah and it ended up being uh Bar Louie <laughs> which is like for the the people that don't know what that is it's just like basically like a I don't know like maybe a more sophisticated sports bar I I don't know like it's the one it, at it, uh, Easton is, is no, they they actually have one at Polaris now, and, oh, and that's okay. that's the one we would always go to. And I think it because but they, it's the they same do, chain, right? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. Okay. yeah. So I think the reason why we would always frequent there is number one, their happy hours would go to seven, and number two, uh, you know their their menu items are usually pretty cheap. You know, so we would we would always go there. But um, favorite restaurant around us. I would probably have to say probably maybe the pint room in Dublin, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, they have very interesting hamburgers, um, mm-hmm. you know, different kinds of hamburgers and, but they're, they're really good. And I, I just think that, um, that would be the one that I, I would pick, um, of all, now- all the places around do you now is that the the pb and bj or pb and what is it the <laughs> the ppb and j no it's it's the pbb and j yeah. Yeah. is that that's that place yeah. yeah yeah okay and then that's the place you took me but it wasn't the pint room it was the half pint room or the, the, right you know, right so same it? same owners but uh they call it the half pint instead of the pint mm-hmm. room but yeah I just, I, I think, um, I don't know. It's just, they make really good hamburgers and, and it's just always very consistent. Yeah. And, and I think that that's probably key for any restaurant is just like consistency, consistency. <laughs> not only with, with food, but also just yeah. like the service is very consistent there too. So they have good people working there. Yeah. I'll say, I think with my local favorite that we you know will always go to we probably have two and it depends on our state of mind um is one is casa nueva which is the mexican restaurant that's in Mm -hmm. athens the hippie mexican restaurant um but you bring up consistency 
And I had to laugh because Casa Nueva is definitely very consistent. It's consistently slow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, that's almost their um, benefit or okay. feature, right? Okay. Because you go there, you know it's not going to be an in-and-out place because it is so consistent. Like, literally, have I never gone there and been like, oh, man, their burritos were really off tonight. You know, oh, mm-hmm. Steve must have been cooking instead of Sam. Mm-hmm. And and I jokingly say they're slow, but they, they purposely say that. They say, like, um, you know, um, slow food, not fast food, like, because they're hand-making everything in the back and oh, okay. all that yeah. stuff. So, but it, it took me a long time to appreciate that, you know, like, coming from, you know, growing up liking Applebee's and, like, being like, where's my microwaved meal that comes out in two minutes, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Applebee's yeah. fans, but the food is microwaved. And, and it's fine, but, you know, they're not handcrafting everything back there. Yeah, um, yeah. But over time, and so anybody I take there, I have to, like, you have to, you kind of make it um, a uh, destination, right? Like, have you seen in the movies where Italians will eat, like, 12-course meals, and it'll be, like, a two-hour mm-hmm. th- ordeal? Well, Americans don't do that. We we want it in and out and, and leave. And, and Casa's definitely that way. You have to go, you put your name in, but they have uh-huh. a canteen on one side. So you get your appetizer while you wait for your table. You know, you get a uh-huh. few drinks, then you move to the dinner side. You know, it's it's this process. So I'd say that's probably our, our go-to local one. Um, the other one is for convenience, <laughs> is uh, Mexic- another Mexican restaurant, but it's more traditionally Tex-Mex. It's called El Camino. And <laughs> it's not the best <laughs> Tex Mex Mexican restaurant, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. at all. But it, there's just something, it, you know. It's like they kind of have. I found my one meal that I like. Katie has her one meal that she likes. Uh huh. It, 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 again, it's consistent. Um, we can just get it. It's fairly cheap. You know, we get it in right, and out and right. stuff. And um, I don't use Yelp a ton. Like, I have a mm-hmm. Yelp account, but I'm not, like, right. one of those Yelp sleuths that is reviewing every restaurant. Um, shout out <laughs> to Brent's wife, Denise, who tried oh, to get man. me into that mode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but w- what I hate more than anything is when I'll see a place that I like. and Not that I love, but a place that I like, and it'll have, mm-hmm. like, two reviews. Mm-hmm. And both those reviews are somebody that is bitching about something because... I don't know. Some reason. Right. And it's not anything to do with the restaurant or the food. Uh-huh. Or, it, it's uh-huh. always something else outside. Like, uh-huh. you know, I can't believe they were closed on a level two snow emergency. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One star. And it's... So anyways, yeah. I will go out of my way to review that place. I won't give them five stars. I, I, I don't think it deserves five stars. But I will mm-hmm. give a place like four stars. Right. And every right. review I try and tell people, hey, know your audience <laughs> you know uh-huh. it's it's in uh-huh. southeast ohio um it's pretty good for what it is it's it's cheap it's not going to be you know a, a michelin star restaurant you know? right right and, and that's kind of like uh, one thing i always loved about roger ebert the the movie reviewer was uh-huh. he did go and review movies based on what they were not based on what he thought they should be so mm-hmm. he wasn't a huge fan of and i'm I, can't remember exactly but let's say horror movies right um but he would go in and say i don't really as a movie like compared to godfather or you Uh know something else 
it's not amazing. But as this genre or what it's trying to do, it's really good. You know, and okay. yeah, it, it, it's kind of like, why would you compare a dive hole in the wall Mexican restaurant to a mm-hmm. Michelin star restaurant? They're, they're serving two right. different purposes, you know. So one of like the the very first thing that comes to mind is we have eaten at it's called the Chicago Cut Steakhouse established restaurant, but also it's like everybody that works there is really good at their job. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the servers are top notch. The bartenders are top notch. Like I remember when we, when we had eight there, um, we were asking one of the servers for like rec recommendations of like, you know, what's going on or something like that. And like, he just like, ba- like rapid fire, like new, things that were going on in the town like you know he wrote them all down for us like i mean it was just like everything was just like above and beyond what you think it's you know someone should be or 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 should do yeah you know like it's it's one of the few places that i've i've eaten at that you have a literally a a crew of people coming out so everybody gets served their um their dish at the exact same time, mm-hmm. you know, like all the plates sit down at the same time. So it was, um, it's just, it's, it's a very memorable experience if, if you ever get a chance to eat there. Um, and it sits right there on the river. So it has a really, really pretty view at night. And, uh, um, but what about, what about, uh, when you think about a, a memorable experience, what do you, <laughs> what do you think? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, well, I, th- I think my, I- anybody that's in Georgetown in DC needs to go to Philomena. It's an Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's super over the top. They make their own pasta. Um, it's, it's just delicious. Uh, and similar thing. There's 30 people working and <laughs> the number of bus boys filling your water for one table is like staggering, you know, like oh, right, right. <laughs> they're just constantly, um yeah um but <laughs> there is a brazil i think are they called brazilian steakhouses that you know they just bring the meat out mm, yeah yeah but yeah my uh, brent took me to a brazilian steakhouse in san francisco or near his place outside of san francisco and <laughs> if nobody's been to one of these type of places you have to go you literally have you been to one? I don't. I don't okay. think. Wait, I don't know. So, Maybe I have. So, I don't know. Yeah. So anyone that hasn't been to a Brazilian steakhouse, you need to go. It is. You walk in. You're. It's essentially a <laughs> a buffet, but instead of you going up and like filling your plate with stuff, mm-hmm. you sit at your table, and these guys will walk around with um, skewers of different meats on a skewer. Like, not just, okay. like, little, like, skewers. We're talking, like, massive rods. And they're like, oh, would you like some steak? And you're like, sure. And then they put it down on the table, and then they'll cut, like, giant slobs of steak off this skewer mm-hmm. onto your thing. Mm-hmm. And it, as long as you have your, like, little flag up that says, I want more meat, they'll keep bringing meat. Chicken, steak, filet <laughs> <flame laughs> mignon. Like, all this stuff. It is yeah so amazingly delicious. Um, but, <laughs> so... 
I, I went and visited our friend Brent and his wife Denise in San Francisco. Yes, are you hungry? And I said, yes, I am. And so we go to this place. We're gorging ourselves on just meat, and we're getting the meat sweats. And, of course, mm -hmm. while I eat all the meat, I need more water. So we're getting water. More water, please. More water. And <laughs> I remember, like, maybe after the second bottle of water, the waiter was like, oh, you really want another one? And we're like, yeah, well, the other one's empty. Why wouldn't we want another bottle of water? Um, well, turns out we were... <laughs> getting the fancy bottled water that was costing like seven dollars a bottle oh man <laughs> so we had like eight <laughs> bottles of water <laughs> yeah yeah i was like well that was really good water <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know if it was worth I, eight dollars a bottle but <laughs> that that just reminds me of europe because they don't serve tap water there mm -hmm. so you have to actually buy the the water mm-hmm and so there was there was a couple times at restaurants where <laughs> we spent so much money just on water because <sighs> you know you got to get the fancy bottled water not they they you know they can't give you the the tap water <laughs> when i i've only been to europe once and when i was in italy um we ran into the same problem where you know have to get you know still water um mm -hmm. cuz like sparkling water is huge over there and i don't like any um you know carbonated water or anything like that yeah yeah and um <clears throat> the worst is they don't give you ice right um okay like you have to specifically ask for ice if if you want mm -hmm. it and mm -hmm. i kept seeing <laughs> it's so hilarious because every day we're in every day we are inundated with advertisements right like oh go to mcdonald's do this and you're like oh mm -hmm. I, I don't pay attention to ads they don't affect me mm -hmm. but man when yeah. i was in italy and i kept seeing so many coke advertisements i was like this is getting to me i really want a coke i, I just want to yeah <laughs> and so i asked for a coke and i i knew at this point because i was you know a veteran of three days in italy to ask for ice <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and i asked for ice and they literally put one like little cube in, in, in the coke <laughs> and i was like this isn't ice and of course the coke is warm <laughs> it's not even cold you know like yeah, I don't know, it's just different yeah. thinking and I was, I was i just wanted a really cold coke with a lot of ice like that would have made right. that trip so perfect <laughs> right yeah i think i think we we even took a picture of us like holding a bottle of water like presenting it like it was a bottle of wine because you know it's Apparently, it's just so fancy over there that, you know, you got to get these fancy bottles of water. Uh, I do like myself but, some fancy water. Yeah. So there's this Netflix show. I don't know if you've seen it, Michael, but it's called um, Seven Days Out. Have you watched any of the episodes with it? The It so sounds familiar. What's the premise? So the premise is it's it's usually pretty big events and the uh, the beginning they're like mini documentaries and they start 7 days out from the event happening and so it kind of gives you a, like a behind the scenes uh look of like all the chaos that it oh. ensues so it's to... a series so each yeah. episode's like a different thing right so event. so they have like the Kentucky Derby Westminster Dog Show but one thing that I recommend you and our listeners uh, to watch it is it is the world's number one restaurant. Um, it's called Eleven Madison Park. It's it's in uh, New York City, 
And so they, right after they got crowned number one in the world, they decided to do this huge renovation. Like, like literally for, got... like number one, I know there's different ratings and stuff, but I'm, I'm guessing some, you know, one of those high rankings of Michelin or, you know. Yeah, somebody yeah, like... like like it it's it's three star michelin it's it whatever whatever criteria it it reached number 1 so not only is it three star michelin but it's also number 1 in like the the world rankings mm-hmm. um so anyways it's just it's really interesting to see um the kind of the behind the scenes that that go along with uh like such a, a prestigious restaurant mm-hmm. um but Anyways, I, it's it's worth a watch. It's pretty it's pretty cool. It it kind of makes me want to, like, you know, learn more about cooking and stuff like that. Because I I mean I really do think cooking is an art form. Yeah. And and just some of these dishes that they create are just amazing. But um, well, h- but yeah, it's you- called Eleven Eleven Madison Park is is the world's number one restaurant right now. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, ranking. It's the world's 50 best restaurants, which is a list produced by the UK media company, William Reed Business Media. Mm. Um, and they used to have a magazine called Restaurant, which makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I think I'm pretty sure when Katie goes to France, she has eaten at one of their like ranked, you know, top 50 French yeah, restaurants yeah. and stuff. Yeah. She said it was super expensive, but really worth it. <laughs> Right, right. They they had like fifteen year old scotch or something, and you didn't get to drink it. They poured it over these rose petals that you had to like hold in your hand, and so the scotch was pouring over your hand in these rose petals. So as you're like eating these little things, you smelled the scotch. You didn't drink the scotch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! But that's what I was wondering. I was like, I bet when you're one of the world's fifty best, there's not going to be a burger joint on that. You know, it, yeah, it might be yeah. the best burger in existence, you know. Right, right. But, <laughs> so they're like, maybe we'll pour scotch while you're like holding the burger in your hand and you have to, you know, sniff the burger yeah, before you, yeah. get, then it would make that thing. But it's right, interesting right. Uh, what the criteria are for that. <laughs> but, you know, one thing that I, I've realized with, with nice restaurants and, you know, people... If you want to go to a place and you just want to mindlessly eat, then that's not your type of place. You know, like if you go to a museum and you're looking at art, like you're you're evaluating it. You're looking at the you, you know, you're just not looking at surface level stuff. And I yeah. and that's what I kind of feel like fancy restaurants are kind of like is when you take that bite you're savoring it you're yeah. you're evaluating what type of flavors you taste versus just like shoveling it in your mouth you know mm. because <laughs> you know that that that's not you know one it's not worth it and and two you know, you know it's there's a lot more than just mm-hmm. you know feeding yourself with that but um but yeah that documentary if you haven't watched that i i'd recommend it it's it's pretty cool we've <laughs> we've watched the the Kentucky Derby one we watched uh, uh, Eleven Madison Park, and and we also watched the Chanel uh, fashion show. Oh, which you is should kind of interesting about high fashion as yeah. well. So the, the looks like the latest episode was League of Legends. That'd be an interesting one. The, yeah, I I think that I I haven't seen that one, but I think that's like talking about how 
giant esports have, yeah. have gotten. No, over yeah, the all years. those places have these like massive tournaments, and I mean, these people are making. Yeah. They're making bank, man. <laughs> like if you win one of these oh, events, yeah. like I right. mean, that's why they, that's their job. Is there a professional League of Legends player or they're a professional right. this right. player? Like, right. So it was interesting, and and I know this kind of off off topic a little bit, and we can edit this out. But um, I was watching. I, so I've never watched Ninja on uh twitch before like i've I've never had an interest except for so the other Black day i was talking just like, about ninja you were like i gotta look him up. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i like i know he's he's been more like he's been on ellen and like all of this stuff and so like i i pulled up like he was he was um on on twitch he was streaming on twitch mm-hmm. he had forty six thousand people watching him yeah. on twitch and just play a game <laughs> yeah that is fucking insane. <laughs> 46,000 people were tuning in to watch him play a game. Like that's yep. that's crazy numbers. And and but anyways, it, it's one of those things where I think I'm just on the 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 old scale where I can understand it. You know, like mm-hmm. I get that. It's not something for right, me like right. live watching someone play. Um, but it kind of mm-hmm. worries me because 10 years from now, what's going to be the, you know, new hotness and I'm just going to get older yeah. and not understand it. And then right. 20 and 30 years and I'm going to be like, God, kids these days, I just don't get it. <laughs> In my day, we used to play the games ourselves. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Do you like having a beer when you eat, eat out? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, and it's actually, it's actually something that, uh, for 2019, I've been trying to curb a little bit, um, just because I've gotten into the habit of like, we always drink when we go out uh-huh. and it, it's like it, you know, I mean, beers are like $7. So it's like, bam, four, $14 extra if you get beer, you know? Yeah. And so I've I've always done that so far but I've I've been trying to kind of curb that back a little bit. So um, you, you so when you say drink you are only doing like one or two beers for a dinner, right? Each yourself. Right. Okay. Right. You're not right. like going and like yeah. pounding like 10. <laughs> you like man I really need to cut back. So you're just yeah. you're just trying to cut back the you know that 14 15 dollars adds up if you guys eat out every night. I don't know if you do, yeah. but you know that's that adds up really quickly right exactly and and i and it's not that i don't like enjoy drinking a beer with with dinner i mean we we went out last night and got and got pizza mm-hmm. um and you know i got a beer with that but it's just like i want to get out of that habit of feeling like i always have to like order a beer yeah you know when when we're at a restaurant yeah um and so I've been kind of just trying to, to um, roll it back some. And it was funny because we went we went out. Uh, it was uh, recently my sister in law's birthday, and and we went out to this great restaurant in German Village. And um, neither my wife and I got a beer, and everybody else got drinks. And they were just like, "What is going on?" <laughs> they were like so like taken aback. 
because like we're we always you know drink you know yeah they're like are you okay so we're (laughs) yeah they're like are you having a stroke you know and we're like no we're just you know we're just trying to change it up a little bit but yeah yeah. that's yeah and and i i think you know back to our conversation from a few episodes about untapped you know for a while it was like well i have to get a beer or at least a taster you know because i got to check it in and Mm -hmm. it's this fun new thing and over the years i don't really care that much anymore um Mm -hmm. it'll be more Mm -hmm. what i found with happening more and more is if i'm visiting a place um you know another city uh any unique place that i kind of want to like keep a memory of like oh this is a really cool restaurant i'm probably not going to be back to this restaurant you know it's in st louis and you know it's a great restaurant but you know who knows when i would be in st louis again you know it's not not on my normal stomping grounds you know Uh and so uh i will do the normal like oh i'm going to have a nice beer probably because there's a st louis beer here or you know like something i normally don't get in ohio and um, i'll check it in to untapped and stuff so I, i find myself when we are traveling or doing that i will more likely than not get a beer with a meal and maybe two or three, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of yeah. get that uniqueness of, uh, of that local um, experience that I'm not going to get back. Right. In right. I, I wonder, has, has your wife picked out what, what beer she's going to drink after she can drink again? I don't know if she has on the radar. Yeah. And she's probably going to listen to this and be like, I, she, last time she listened to this episode, she wanted to like yell at us so many times for mispronouncing things or saying the wrong words. And she's like, obviously it's this word, you know? So I told her, well, she can join yeah. the podcast and <laughs> correct us. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> we have been going to Jackie's bottle sales because they've been releasing quite a few unique ones lately. Uh, special bottles uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so she's been stocking up <laughs> so so we have like i bought a box um in box that has like 12 you know 12 ounce bottles and stuff right uh, but then right. Th- last weekend there were some this coming weekend there's going to be new or maybe two weeks from now but th- they're releasing so many like unique ones that she's like loading up so i'm sure she'll have like a, a tasting night of having people over <laughs> one thing we really like to do with our friends is we'll have one bottle that's unique, right? Let's take this black uh, maple um, coffee version that I'm drinking right now. Uh-huh. Instead uh-huh. of it being like, hey, you drink this. This bottle's for you. We'll literally open a 12-ounce bottle and have little you know, sniffer glasses, and we'll just pour a little bit in like six people's glasses and share it. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. you know, <clears throat> that's kind of nice because everybody gets to try it. Uh, but we're also not just like chugging beers right in that way that way if you open it and it's not your jam you're like eh, i just have a little bit you know you don't have to waste the whole bottle and so i'm sure that'll happen with with these beers is we'll probably have friends over and we'll have a a little baby that (laughs) is gonna learn real quick that mom and dad like to have people over (laughs) music is played (laughs) and and uncle and uncle kevin will be rocking out the music (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh man this is Jackie O's Oro Negro. It is another bourbon barrel, uh, but it's an imperial stout brewed with walnuts. Mm. Conditioned on spices and aged in bourbon barrels. Um, a funny story about this one is Craig and I were at Brewdog in Canal Winchester, and they had this on draft. 
and <laughs> we were just getting dinner. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get the Oro Negro. And the 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 waiter's like, oh, my God, it's so good. Have you had it before? And I was like, no, I haven't. He's like, oh, perfect choice, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> what about you? What are you drinking? So I'm sticking with the same brewery tonight. So I'm, I'm Platform Beer Company again. Um, and I'm drinking their or no I and team IPA. So it's a new New England style IPA uh with grapefruit and citrus flavorings to it. So it's pretty good. So how do you pick a beer for these shows that we're doing? You know what? I I actually I picked so I picked up the, the two beers that I'm drinking tonight, uh last night at Kroger. Yeah. And it's it's a difficult choice because um I don't know like I I I don't want it to be, I I try to think about what I've drank before so I want some variety in there mm-hmm. um but I also don't want some I I don't know like I don't want something that's like so like I want something that I'm going to like yeah. so I don't I don't know it, yeah um and <laughs> I get what you're saying is because, like, yes, to the four people listening, Brent, my wife, well, I guess five people listening now. Boom. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. Got five listeners. Got five. We got our wives. We have Brent. <laughs> and um, by proximity, Brent's wife, Denise, is probably listening because he always plays it on his yeah. speakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, good job, Brent. Keep it up. Oh, Make man. Denise a fan of the show. Hi, hi, hi Denise. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> all i've got to say though is god damn i love this oro negro like it is so good it like yeah. right now like i i kind of like the the black maple and i was like yeah it's it's pretty good but man the oro negro just just uh it tastes good it, on the it, lips it, it does it for you yeah. do you ever wonder if there's a beer or a bourbon barrel shortage because I, I I think about this like so you know you age bourbon in these barrels mm-hmm. and you know you're aging them for years yeah. on end and then okay so so they they crack the barrels they get the bourbon out of it they reuse these barrels but to me like I would think that there's only so many bourbon barrels to go around and considering that there's so many damn things that are bourbon barrel aged yeah I just wonder if <laughs> like there's some like you know, micro economy yeah. of of sh- uh, bourbon barrel shortage. You know, well, I do know as a lot of things with um, markets that take off is there's a lot of fake breweries out there that will say they do mm. something a certain way, yeah, but they're not really yeah. doing it. I'm not sure if you can fake barrel uh, bourbon barrel aging process, but I do okay. know the 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 process like does change the beer and it does increase the percentage quite a bit. Um so with mm. that said, I um <laughs> there so from Athens there's multiple ways to get to Cincinnati. You can drive up to Columbus, which Columbus is in the center of Ohio and then you can head southwest of Cincinnati or you can cut through on <clears throat> 32 and 50 um to Cincinnati. They're roughly the same distance. Um but what I found was uh we passed a a barrel company and 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 they're called something they're not called bourbon barrels they're called 
they have an official name. And this is something Katie's going to okay. be yelling at me through the, the podcast being like, it's, it's called <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> but um, I look them up and for they've been around for 100 years. And they always just made barrels for, you know, bourbon. So, you know, they were going mm-hmm. to bourbon distilleries and stuff. And obviously there were not a ton of bourbon distilleries, uh, <laughs> you know, 15 right. years ago and stuff, 20 years ago. But I was reading like all these news articles around from uh, them talking about how th- their business has just been booming because they're able to like produce so many more things and stuff. Now, obviously, they're mm-hmm. not doing the... Um, bourboning you know of the barrels and stuff but i i've got to figure if if their market increased dramatically because of microbreweries bourbon makers have had to increase too you know um oh yeah definitely because because there's nothing that says oh the bourbon has to be it's not like when it says it's bourbon barrel aged it's not like oh yeah we used the fanciest bourbon and i don't even know how jackie o's does that bourbon you know like they're like we had to drink a lot of bourbon (laughs) you know like they're just buying (laughs) giant kegs of bourbon they're like all right workers right get to work (laughs) and start drinking (laughs) oh man so my brother-in-law has uh, he what is it it's not bourbon it's i think he's become a scotch drinker Mm mm-hmm and it's funny because I, I give him a hard time because I'm like, oh, you're like such a sophisticated drinker now. You're now you're, <laughs> you're drinking you're drinking these fancy scotches. Um, but it, I mean, it's cool. Like I, I could see the appeal of of, you know, drinking, you know, fancy drinks like yeah. that. But K- Katie, well, I mean, Katie's pregnant right now, but she was getting into scotches uh, before. Um, uh huh you know, the pregnancy and stuff. And she was getting pretty good about right. which version she liked, all that stuff. And that's my problem. It's kind of like with wine. I like uh-huh. scotch. I can do a scotch every now and then, especially with a cigar. Some scotches are definitely much better to me. I'm like, ooh, I like that one. And I couldn't tell you why I liked it, you know, and I probably right. wouldn't remember why I liked right. it. <laughs> um, it'd be like, oh, I like a scotch that I know I like when I taste it. <laughs> um, yeah, but, um, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one of those other things where I never thought I would be a scotch drinker or or anything. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I think I've told you this story, but when Katie and I first started dating, it might have been our first or second date. I, I can't remember. Um, like, we go to this restaurant. There's not many people uh-huh. there. We wait like 30 minutes. What well, well, felt like 30 minutes, but it wasn't 30 minutes. But it, it felt like we waited forever. And I was about to like go find a waitress because I hadn't seen okay. anyone. We got seated. Uh-huh. The place was uh-huh. empty. It, it literally felt like it was closed. And I was saying to Katie, I was like, I, I think I might need to go find someone because how this place was laid out, it was you would walk to the right or walk to the left. And the left was the bar side. Okay. And the right was like uh-huh. the restaurant side. And just nobody was sitting on the restaurant side. So there was a very uh-huh. good chance that we got forgotten. Well, I'm about to get up and I, I get up and I'm, I'm walking. And then I see th- th- this waitress come over. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. And it had probably been 10 minutes at this point. But we were talking, you know, it was early dating stuff. So it wasn't like horrible to just sit and talk to this new person, you know? Mm-hmm. And I also didn't mm-hmm. want to, like, make a scene yet, right? Like, you right, don't know. Right. Is she going to be the type of person that doesn't want me to make a or or does want me to make a scene? So I'm trying to, like, kind of play it in between, right? Um, so anyways, the waitress takes our order, and I say, I want a 312. 
and I, you know, I think we talked about this on our, our drunk night, the one night, but I ordered a 312 and <laughs> she goes, okay. And, um, she's like, do you want that on the rocks? And I go, why would I want a beer on the rocks? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, just uh, straight. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, and she like made that like, right, oh, okay. Right. Um, so anyways, Katie gets whatever drink she gets. I can't remember what she got. So out comes Katie's beer, or she might have got a wine. I don't know what she got that night. But out comes this <laughs> scotch glass with something in it. You know, it was probably a 12-year-aged, you know, something or other. Uh-huh, and so uh-huh. the waitress heard me say 312. And again, I don't know scotch lingo, but I do know you could, they'd be like 15-year-aged. You know, this is a 15, this is a 10, you know, this type thing. And so right, trying right. not to make an ass out of myself in front of Katie, I'm like... Yeah, I'm gonna drink this. Katie's like, that's not what you ordered, and I was like, no, it's fine. I was like, I'm gonna drink this, and like, I had never had scotch at that point, or you uh-huh. know, I don't think I'd ever had scotch at that point. So I'm trying to like, okay. be, like, play it off as it's like it's fine. I don't want to like make a scene with the waitress, you know, whatever. She had already left and disappeared for another 15 minutes, right? Right. So right. I, I I take one sip and I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't going to work. So I put it down. She yeah. comes back and I was like, yeah, this isn't going to work for me. And she's like, well, what can I get you something else? And I, I really wanted a 312. And for everybody uh-huh. that uh-huh. is like, what the hell's a 312? It is the Goose Island 312 that is actually the area code 312, not 312. But, you know, being in Ohio, only ever knew it as 312 because that's how I read it. Right. <laughs> right. Um so I'm like, just give me a Bud Light. Like, I, I literally just go to the one thing I know <laughs> won't be mistranslated, and I'll get the drink that I want and stuff. So, but, uh, right. <laughs> so that was, like, my first whiskey experience. I remember when I found out that 312 was actually called 312. Katie was uh, at a conference in Chicago, and I went with her. So while she was at the conference, I just explored Chicago. I'd never been in Chicago, so I uh-huh, uh-huh. literally walked everywhere. Uh-huh. Like, walking might make sense in a place like New York where you can walk 30 blocks and see tons of stuff. But when you're walking, like, <laughs> outside of the city of Chicago for, like, 45 minutes, it doesn't make sense. Like, I should have just taken a cab to where I was going. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, you know what? I, I, I you know. I, I need to get steps in. There's no reason not to just walk. So I was just walking. I went to, uh, you know, the Chicago Music Exchange that has the, like, $30,000 guitars on the wall and stuff. And then, then I walked to the next place, which was, like, five miles away. So I was walking all over that day. Well, anyways, one of the places I wanted to go to was Goose Island. I decided to go for lunch. So I sit at the bar. You know, there's tons of tours going on, all this stuff. And it, and great place. Um and this was before they were bought by Anheuser Busch. I don't know if they're uh-huh. still a cool place. I still like their beer. Um, I, I I don't know the ins and outs of their uh, you know current status, but at the time, right, cool right. place. <clears throat> so I sit at the bar. This very nice uh, bartender comes up. She's like, "So what do we have?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I'd like a three twelve, acting like you know, I've had this all over the time." Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "You're in the know." She goes, hun, it's 312. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? And she's like, she, I, I said, what? 312. And she says, look at the tap. And <laughs> the tap's a phone. And <laughs> uh. 
And so I ordered my food and stuff, and you know, as I'm sitting there eating it, I wasn't that embarrassed. It was like, a, and she didn't really give me that much shit for it, but right, but it was right, still just like right. never, ever, ever would have thought about that. And you know, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like in the movies where somebody's realizing something that's there's been hints all around them the whole time, but they never even thought about it until like they've been right. informed, and it's like, oh my god, it's there, uh-huh. it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Is a restaurant only about the food to you, or how do you rate a restaurant? So, <laughs> it's kind of funny because I have this this weird rating system with restaurants. And my rating system is you can tell all you need to know about a restaurant based on its bathrooms. And so, <laughs> wait, 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 is this Kevin going to lay down? These are the Kevin rules to restaurants. <laughs> yeah. Step one. <laughs> the, the insider guide yeah. to, uh, we're going to have a, I'm, an, I'm, an I'm, online I'm essentially, <laughs> yeah, I'm Rick Steves of the restaurant bathroom game. Um, no. <laughs> so anyways, you, I feel like you can tell a lot about a restaurant based on its bathrooms. Yeah. And the the quality of bathroom because you think about it if you are if you are a new new restaurant you know um, trying to establish yourself or 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 relocating or what you know you're going to cut corners you're going to cut corners in the bathroom because obviously there's more important things around the restaurant to spend money yep. on but I feel like the quality restaurants that I've been. I've always remembered their bathrooms. And so there's two different places that come to mind with this. The first one is actually a place in Chicago. And it was called Benny's Chop House. It it was a steakhouse. But it, it had just opened up. And I remember going into the restroom. And the restroom had individually monogrammed towels with the restaurant's logo on the towel. And I thought that's the attention to detail <laughs> that a good restaurant puts into it. So, so we need to create, you know, you have the Michelin stars, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have all these other ratings. We need the Kevin stars or the K-Dog right. stars. And if you have customized towels in your bathroom, that immediately gives you one star. (laughs) Yes, I would agree. (laughs) I would agree. Individual monogram towels. So um, strip clubs of the nation, you immediately get (laughs) one K-Dog star with these (laughs) customized towels. Which you can purchase directly from us, customized. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready for another.com? That shit better be embossed. I don't want just regular screen print. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, another restaurant comes to mind, and we didn't really eat there um, as like a, a dinner meal, but it was called. Um, so we were in Cologne, Germany, mm-hmm. and this place it was called uh, Richard. I think it was Richard's Cafe. I'll have to look it up. Um, but I remember going into the bathroom. And for those of you have n- that have never been to Europe, to begin with, you have to pay to use the restrooms, 
which I'm like, well, if you're paying to use restrooms, restrooms, they, you know, they better step up, step it up a little bit. But I remember, so this restroom, it had individual stalls and when you would, so the individual stalls were clear glass. And when you would shut the door and lock it, the glass would immediately frost over, which is like a a type of technology that like it's something with like, you know, electrons or something like that. But anyways, I just thought it was like the coolest freaking thing (laughs) that you shut this door that's clear glass. And when you lock it, it immediately goes to privacy glass. So those are my two most probably memorable restaurant experiences. But again, I, I want to, I want to say that I, I feel like you, you can tell a lot about a restaurant, uh, based on its bathroom. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I think that is a very astute observation and mm. it's one of those things where it's like you go to a dive bar, right? You don't expect the dive bar to have a good bathroom. Oh, right. You go in there, right. you expect it to have all the shuffles that have gone on, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in the bathroom and stuff. Um, right. But you go into a restaurant that is supposedly held to a higher standard. Right. Uh, because they have to adhere to uh, food and safety rules that, you know, just a bar doesn't, all this type of stuff. And And if you go in the restaurant and you're like, oh, yeah, this is... You know, they have a sheet that's, like, just kind of posted on the wall nonchalantly that was, like, this bathroom last checked, you know, this morning at yeah. 630. Mm-hmm. And you look and you're like, man, they what do they do when they check this bathroom? They literally just make sure the light still works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that makes, that you know, you bring up a good point because if they don't care about the rest, the restroom, what does their kitchen look like, you know? And, yeah, um, exactly. And I, I, I'm not one, like... If there's a hair in my food or something, you know what? Humans prepare m- prepared my food. I'm I'm not gonna yeah. flip out yeah. about it because if we knew everything that went on in the back in the, the kitchen, we probably mm-hmm. you know would never eat out ever, right? right. And then and then right. if you're gonna do that, and then you if you knew everything that went on in the processing plant for your corn and everything, and all the rats that are climbing over the corn while it's like being prepared, <laughs> you wouldn't want to do that either, you know? Like, I mean, my grandfather had like a corn field growing up and i'd go see like yeah just all it just happens that's nature right and so it's like when uh-huh. when do you prevent it and and it's even like oh that fresh water that you're getting from a mountain spring you know how many deer are pooping in that mountain stream <laughs> you know like yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, so but the bathroom to me is something that's easily um presentable you know make sure it looks mm-hmm. nice Make sure it's at least clean. I don't care if it's a busy uh, like day. If if you checked it in the morning and eight hours later it looks like you know Armageddon in there, maybe you should be checking it every two hours. You know, if there's right. toilet paper on the floor, pick it up and stuff. And and right. and I was a lifeguard for three years, and one of our duties, not just you know watching children not die and stuff in the water, one of my duties was the maintenance of the men and women's <clears throat> locker rooms. And those locker rooms included their bathrooms. And sometimes, you know, shit happens, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there would be, like, handprints on the wall. And I was like, what the hell happened? Like, I just imagine, like, uh, if a 
um, water spout broke and somebody's like trying to like right. stop it with their hand and then so their hands are getting wet so just imagine that but with their butt and like so they're like trying to <laughs> stop the water coming out so their hands are on the wall and there'd be so many times when I just as much as I wouldn't want to see a replay of what happened I was just like how did that get up there like yeah it, like, yeah it didn't look like they threw it it looked like a bad accident happened and like, yeah <laughs> And you know what? I'd have to clean it, and it, it right. sucked and stuff. But, yeah. Um. <laughs> well, it, well, it's funny. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to send you this. So this picture, this is of uh, Cafe Richards in in uh, Cologne, Germany. So this is the men's restroom that I was talking about. Um. So I just sent you a picture. But uh, to go back to what you were talking about, um, I I used to work housekeeping, and it's funny because a lot of men out there believe that, you know, women don't fart and they don't poop and, and they're just like these little princesses bouncing around. But I tell you what, some of the times when I would clean the women's restroom, they were just like savages in there. Like they were just like, I was like, what the, (laughs) I was like, what the hell happened in here? Because there is just all kinds of things going on. You know, it's just like, you know, you, you're peeling it off the floor and it's just, it's, it's disgusting. No, like, I, I, I it, had to clean the women's um, locker room too. And yep, that is a very true fact. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're savages. It, it, they, they, they want to play it like they're, they're just all these like cute little things, but <laughs> Jesus. Um, have you, you've seen, you've seen the movie Garden State, right? With uh, Zachary. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite yeah. movies. Actually. So great soundtrack, everyone. Uh, uh, download right now. But anyways, um, in the beginning of the movie, Zach Braff's character is working at. Uh, I, I think it's not a Chinese restaurant. It might be a Vietnamese restaurant, but he's working at a restaurant, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's an out of work actor. You know, it kicks off the movie and stuff. Well, anyways, that restaurant is a real restaurant in in. It's either in New York or Brooklyn. I can't remember. Uh, but Katie took it to, took me to it when uh, we were in New York once, and <laughs> their bathrooms are really cool because to get through to the bathrooms, you have to c- go mm-hmm. through chain mail, and so you're going through chain mail, and then once you're in there, there's a circular uh, wash station, so everybody comes out of the bathroom and washes their hands around this circle. You walk through this chain mail, and there's a circular thing, and everybody's like kind of out there, and it's kind of eerie because you're like seeing like, I don't know. I'm fine with men and women washing in the same room, but it was just, it was yeah. interesting. But yeah. then when you wanted to go to the bathroom, there's all, it was like circular. So all these rooms had doors right. and you would go into it. Mm-hmm. And when, when you go into it, there's a urinal. So you close, you're the only one in there. You close and you're peeing in the urinal. And then all of a sudden there's a little five inch monitor, like in your eyesight. And what okay. that monitor is showing is everybody that is washing their hands just outside the bathroom <laughs> uh, in, in like black and white, like, you know, CCTV, like low quality. Yeah, stuff. yeah. And it was like the most surreal thing. So every, so what was weird was, and it was kind of this, the first time I've ever, ever experienced a bathroom taking me through a journey. You walk through this chain mail. Okay. Uh-huh. You, uh-huh. you don't know what to expect, expect because you can, you can kind of see through the chain mail, but not really. It's really thick. And then you, you're like, oh, man, everybody's washing their hands. But what you don't know when you come in there is everybody knows that somebody's watching you walk in there. 
and wash your hands. Yeah. So it was this weird like yeah. journey. And, th- and then you go into the bathroom and then you're, you're peeing and you're seeing the people wash their hands and then you exit and then you know that everybody else that exits knows they saw the same thing. And like it's this unspoken like I just went through like a very micro uh, like novel of thought that i never thought would exist so you're washing your hands yeah. knowing that people are coming <laughs> in now and so then you leave and you're like you have to tell people about your bathroom experience and that was probably the first time other than like oh my god the bathroom was disgusting but the yeah, first time yeah. i was like the bathroom was so wild i have to tell you about it you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so this picture you sent me uh did you took this picture no, no, this is just off of like Google Images, but this is the the men's restroom at uh, Cafe Richards well, in I, Cologne, Germany. I just love that you're not the only person that liked the bathroom. Um, yeah. Because I was like, yeah, okay, Kevin, so you, I get it. You can take a picture, but you know, it's a little strange. <laughs> right. But yeah, it it was like, it was, I, I, I remember it was the first, like you were saying, uh, with that story that you just told, like that was the first time you came back and you're like, have you seen the bathrooms? Like that was the first place I, I was just like, these bathrooms are an experience. You should <laughs> go. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it was, it was pretty cool. But I, I, I got a link, uh, uh, a Yelp link to uh cafe Richards in Cologne. Yeah. If, if other people want to see these images. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Let's say in our fantasy world, a thousand people are listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. We drop lots of names like Cologne, Germany, Chicago, et cetera. Um, I, w- I would say that you and I, if you had talked to us 10 years ago, uh-huh. our places traveled would be <laughs> within a 30 mile radius of where we were living at that time. Right. You right. know? And it, it's definitely our wives that have, like, afforded us the ability to go to all these places and stuff. Um, and it, it's just weird for me to think about because I don't really like traveling at all. And we should probably bring that up as a co- topic in the future. Mm-hmm. But what I do mm-hmm. like about traveling, and I mentioned it earlier with the, the beer uh, tasting, is just experiencing... <clears throat> Not experiencing new food, because truthfully, I'm pretty picky, right? <laughs> I, I will try new stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do like experiencing somebody's different style on something that I like, you know? And right. it, it, <laughs> when I was in Italy, I kept seeing Domino's everywhere. Uh-huh. I really wanted to get Domino's. Because to me, the, <laughs> the novelty of getting Domino's in Italy was so, like funny to me but not to katie at all but like just to me like right, right. i really wanted to see if yeah. it's it's the same or how are they doing dominoes in italy like it was so funny like yeah yeah do they have a mediterranean pizza in, in, yeah. <laughs> in dominoes <laughs> like is that their normal one or are they still oh man uh, you know um she wouldn't let me though that just <laughs> that that just reminds me of uh I remember I was telling you about when, so my wife and I, we went to Hawaii for our honeymoon and uh, I remember telling you they had the best Hawaiian pizza there and you go, well, did they just call it pizza over there? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So try to roll this back. 
I have talked about my bathroom experience. That's that's how I grade, uh, you know, my restaurant. You know, like I, I say you can tell a lot about a, a restaurant based on its bathroom. But is there a, a particular um, criteria that you grade restaurants on versus, uh, you know, what people may not necessarily think of? So. Yeah. Um, to me, truthfully, at the end of the day... <laughs> I like food. Um, if I get, especially if you get a burger, it's hard to f- up a burger. Even a bad burger is still good in my yeah. mind. Like, right? Like, if, right. if I get a bad piece of chicken, it ruins chicken f- for me for a while. It's like ugh, I had that uh-huh. bad. Ch- Same with a salad. It, if I get a really good salad, I, I only want to eat salads. But the second I get a bad salad, I'm like, ugh, I had that bad salad last time, and I don't want to risk it. <laughs> you know, right? Um, right. But but food in general is just kind of like, eh, you know. And even the service. Um, I've never been a, a server or a waiter, but I still feel for them. A lot of times they don't have control over what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. But... They're they're kind of the the end of the chain yeah, of, of, of a shitty situation. Yeah. The yeah. only thing they do control is my drink. And whether it's water uh-huh. or whether it's beer or what, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if I go to a restaurant and everything else can be shitty about it, but if the server fills my drinks, like my water when it's low, not it doesn't even need to be half like empty. I mean, if if they're right. filling it when it's half right. empty, I'm like, ooh, this person's really wanting the good tip. But like, it it's not so bad when we're just sitting there talking and the dr- my drink's empty. But when my food comes, I have some weird thing where I need to have a drink to eat. Um, and if I don't have a water or something when my food's there, I will literally wait until my water gets filled and I can track down the, uh-huh. the server to, to fill my water. Uh-huh. And so in my mind, a good restaurant, <laughs> you know, n- not like I wouldn't rate them like five stars, you know, because they, they deliver. I'd rate the server five stars, you know, but like, yeah. so I, yeah. I, I, I will like a restaurant or not based on um, how their server's treat their um customers with that type of stuff because again mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. about the food it's not about oh there's a hair my you know all this yeah. stuff to me I, that that's shit happens but if that server that's the only thing they can really control is how much they pay attention to you and 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 there are times when right, i can see right. hey there's only one server and there's 50 tables and and i understand that i'm not like oh my water's sitting empty and you know steve is running 13 tables he hasn't been here in sixty-two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> take a mark off. I, I don't do that. Right, but, um, right. Th- that's my weird like. <laughs> um, and I think the older I get, the it's almost the opposite. Most people get crankier the older I get. The older I get, the more loose I get with restaurants. I just don't. Uh-huh. I, like I, I, I just don't have time to like hate on a place or get mad or make a scene uh, because something right, happened. Right. You know and. Uh-huh. The bill's wrong. I'll tell them, you know, I won't like, it's just not worth it. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. can you fix the bill? And then, you know, that's all you need to do. You don't need to you blow up and stuff, you know, but I don't know. Yeah. It's probably the only thing that's so that's the, happening with me as I get older is that I get less cranky <laughs> with restaurants. Uh, <laughs> so you must love restaurants that have a dedicated water person then, right? Oh, yeah. Philomena's is a 10 out of 5 stars. 
Right. Because they have like forty <laughs> water boys. <laughs> I, 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 right. I literally the, think like their sole job <laughs> is to keep your water. It, it, you know, it. Oh, it's a quarter empty. We're filling yeah, it up. It is like you. a Benny Hill sketch, but instead of like scantily clad women running around, like on, uh-huh. it is these like young Italian boys just running around, being like, "Water, water." <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny. So, so the other uh, the other night we ate at this Chinese restaurant here in Columbus, and um, so I for some reason and and I don't know why I drink a ton of water when I'm at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and so like I'm at these this Chinese restaurant and it has like just these itty bitty like chalice. I want I want to even call them wine glasses, but you know, just these small glasses. And there's a ton of ice in them, so like the amount of water they can really hold is probably, I would say, around four ounces or something. And so the the guy kept on coming back, like, and and kudos for him, like, I mean, he kept on refilling it, and refilling it, but he probably refilled it like, I'm not joking, like ten times. Yeah. And the last time he refilled it, he looked at me and goes, "I think you're going to need a canoe." To, to get out of this place because <laughs> I was just like drinking so much water. <laughs> Brett and Denise took me to, I'm pretty sure it was a Thai restaurant. Uh, like the first time that I visited him in San Francisco. And mm-hmm. I don't think I'd ever had Thai at that point in my life. You know, I was 26, 25. Um, never really been out of Ohio except for Myrtle Beach represent. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, <laughs> and the, you know, when you go to a real Thai restaurant, they will have flames next to their meals. Like most mm-hmm. restaurants that are like, Hey, this is a, a hot level one out of five or a hot level two out of five. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I didn't know was that Thai food, real Thai food is really f- hot. So like. Yeah. My probably uh closest relationship to hot level was like BW3s or as it's called now Buffalo Wild Wings. Um like this would be their not their hottest, I think it's called Blazin or something, but it'd be right below that. And that's their number one. Mm-hmm. And so I I'm not a hot mm-hmm. person, you know. And right. I remember the waitress um you know, I, I get my meal, some noodles. They were really good, but they were just so hot. And I got tea. I really wanted nice tea, and I, I misread the uh-huh. thing, and so they got me hot tea. So I had hot tea with, oh, with hot noodles. Um, and <laughs> the the water they were giving us were those in those yeah, just like you were saying, in these little tiny cups. And and I know water yeah. doesn't really help with hot things. You're supposed to have like milk and all this other stuff, but I like right, I right. wanted liquid, and water was the best thing, right? <laughs> and, so I'm drinking my water so fast. It's like, done, done, done. And she comes up. She's like, oh, is it too hot? And I was like, no, it's fine. Like, as I'm, like, sweating. <laughs> I think I literally had, like, four noodles, and I was done. I was like, I can't do it anymore. And Brent's like, oh, man. Brent's just like, ooh. You... <laughs> He's like, you're not going to eat that? I'll eat it because he just loves hot stuff. <laughs> Which he Jeez. he did tell me, especially in California. I'm sure it's true in a lot of places. But when you go to an authentic a Thai restaurant, they will have the, oh, this is a, a one flame, two flame, three, et cetera. But if you're Caucasian uh-huh. or like 
just a, somebody that they all think is not a, a normal person used to Thai food. It'll just be the Caucasian uh, level of hotness. So what mm. he will do is when he goes to a place like that, he will say, I want it Thai hot. And they'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, we got you. Yeah, and then they'll yeah. like really make it hot. <laughs> because one of my um, – there's a, a restaurant uh, that – Katie and I go to a restaurant – called Thai Paradise mm-hmm. in Athens. And the meal that I get all the yeah. time is called Nam Tok. I don't know how accurate their version of Nam Tok is. Um, uh-huh. If I were to describe it, it is thinly sliced pieces of like grilled beef in a spice, but mm-hmm. it's served cold. And I don't know how they serve it cold. Mm-hmm. I think they heat it and then they like kind of put it in the refrigerator like it's it's a weird right, you know right. it's not a hot it's not supposed to be hot but then it's like a lettuce you get like rice and, and uh-huh. stuff um it's super delicious it's essentially if i were going to americanize it it's a salad with a uh, cold steak on it <laughs> like but that's spicy um <laughs> right doesn't sound appetizing but it's really good um uh, uh-huh. but one uh-huh. of our friends um <clears throat> his wife um is co-owner of a winery down here in athens and she wanted to make us uh, an authentic Thai dinner, and I told her that I really like mm-hmm. Nam Tok. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, she wasn't putting down t- Thai Paradise, but she's like, oh, I'll make you real Nam Tok. And uh-huh. so as she's preparing it, I was like, well, I don't I'm, I don't really like it spicy. And she's like, oh, okay, I won't make it spicy. It was the spiciest <laughs> thing I've ever had in my life. Like, I was taken <laughs> back to the Thai dinner from San Francisco 10 years ago. And she's like, oh, is it too hot? And I was like, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully there was lots of wine and lots of water that time so i i, I didn't have yeah. my little cup of, of water doing there <laughs> right right and it's funny because i i would think in moments like that these these beers i'm drinking tonight especially this oro negro or anything um i don't know you know they, they say you should drink milk and that type of stuff because the, the the chemical burn that's uh-huh. happening in your mouth the milk helps neutralize it and stuff i wonder right. if what's the best beer to have with a spicy food and yeah. is it literally milk stout <laughs> you know like <laughs> <dang>. <laughs> yeah or yeah. or is it something else you know um i know ipas uh a lot of times will just exacerbate the issue if i have something spicy and i have an ipa it'll just that that uh-huh. that bite you have on your tongue is like woo, you know kicking it off and stuff. right 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 well it was it was funny because so i don't know if you've seen it but um gordon ramsey was on hot ones the the new season of hot ones yeah. and he was actually um squirting uh lemon, lemon and li- juice yeah. and and lime juice in his mouth which i've never heard that that helps with hotness but apparently it does that episode was hilarious because of all the shit he had in his bag, <laughs> yeah, I he know. pulled out a cinnamon roll <laughs> at one point, and he's just like, "Do you want a piece?" And what I what I love about the uh, host that do you know the host name? Um, uh, no, okay. I can't think of it off the top of my. But head, what no. I, what I love about the host is he eats this stuff every day. I'm sure it's still hot right. to him, but he's used to it, and so he yeah. won't yeah. when. A guest is struggling, he will, you know, kind of be empathetic towards that guest and be like, oh, it's really hot, you know? Mm-hmm. And so right, he right. won't, like, be acting out like the guest does, but he won't just be like, oh, come on, pussy, you know? I, that's what I really love about him being that host is because, yeah, he will change his demeanor on how the guest is uh-huh, doing and stuff. Uh-huh. But that Gordon Ramsay yeah. thing was awesome because 
my favorite moment. And did you watch all the way through when they're making the eggs and stuff? Yeah. And after he yeah. finishes the eggs, Gordon Ramsay goes, he's like, okay, what does that need? And the guy's like, hot sauce. And he's like, salt, you fucking donut. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I love how he was like, like at at one point he was like squirting the lime juice like on his ass. (laughs) Are you ready for another? Yep. 